The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Now, yesterday we spoke about the importance of personal health in later life. Well, today we're going to turn to the political side of the coin. By 2040, almost one in four people in Ireland will be aged over 65, and current legislation does not take this rapidly changing demographic into account. Safeguarding vulnerable adults is therefore everybody's business. The inaugural International Adult Safeguarding Conference will meet at Trinity College in Dublin tomorrow to talk about how Irish society must change its values to better protect the most vulnerable among us, particularly elderly people. And joining me now is Professor Amanda Phelan of the Trinity School of Nursing and Midwifery. She's Professor in Ageing and Community Nursing. Amanda, good morning and welcome. Good morning, Pat. Now, it's it's something that we kind of uh, take for granted, you know, that elderly people who are vulnerable, well, the Gardaí will be there on call or friends and relatives will be there uh, to help them. What's changing? Well, that is the problem is that we do take it for granted, but the structures and comprehensive response systems are um, absent in, in some regards. For example, Ireland does not have adult safeguarding legislation and that is really required to give uh, people powers to investigate access to individuals who are in their homes who are being abused. And the safeguarding adults is really from 18 years and above. And in fact, the reports to the National uh, Safeguarding Service are mainly in the under 65 age group. Now, what would uh, legislation look like? What uh, would be the provisions of such a law to protect older people or those vulnerable of any age? Well, we can look to our neighbours in England and Wales have a Care Act and that Care Act uh, has nominated a particular authority. The local authorities are responsible for overall investigation. They have authority to go in and access somebody. It's, in their own home? Yes, if they suspect that there is uh, an abuse uh, occurring. So one of the problems in our system is that most abuse occurs within the home environment. So you can have uh, somebody who's abusing, who's the gatekeeper to access that individual and there's no legal authority to go in uh, and make sure that person is okay. So Now, who would be doing that in our situation? Who'd be going through that door? Would they have to be accompanied by a Garda, for, for instance, if a neighbour said, I believe that Mrs... X is being abused by her daughter or son or whatever and they reported to whoever under this new legislation who'd go in? Well generally uh, reports are sent to the Adult Safeguarding Service which is based in the Health Service Executive. Of course if it is a, a crime and many forms of abuse do constitute crimes uh, it should be also reported to the police for investigation. But we do have this facility in under the Child Care Act 1991 where if there is a abuse of a child or abuse suspected of a child, abuse. Yes, uh, that there, there is a, a right to access without a warrant into the home. So we just need to ensure that services can access individuals who may be at risk uh, living okay. in their home. So, so or, replicating that legislation that's, that's there for kids, but do it for adults? Well, replicating the structures, because it's very important that we don't unproblematically associate Child abuse is the same as uh, uh, abuse of adults because there are significant difference, differences in that regard. We also in- need to ensure that the legislation and policy and the practices are underpinned by human rights lens. And that is required uh, through Ireland's ratification of various conventions and declarations of mm. human rights. Now, there are a particular pieces of legislation that could be employed at the moment against someone, for example, who's robbing a parent of their cash um, or depriving them of the ability to consort with their friends. 
it's coercive control. Yes, but the Domestic Violence Act, which included coercive control, which was amended in 2018, uh, really only looks at intimate relationships. So we know that um, a lot of coercive control can occur and doesn't necessarily come under the structures that we currently have. So we need a robust adult safeguarding um, legislation and an authority that will oversee that. Uh, If you look in the UK, this has worked and, and no country has it right. But we do need to ensure that the people who are at risk can be accessed and supported. We're always being told that we're great at making laws and very bad at enforcing those laws. So you put a legislative structure in place and then the HSE are up to their necks in other work. So there's nobody to do this kind of job. Well, you know what? We have to see what do we value in society. And if we don't uh, support people who are being abused, then that's a a bad reflection on society. Mm. So it needs to be prioritised. Now, there are other things going on which can be done from outside the home, like embezzlement, um, online abuse, which can happen, all of those things. Yes, uh, I suppose when you're looking at abuse, and that's the complicated factor for adults, is you do have scams, um, you do have embezzlement. So someone may, you know, who has assets and has a decision-making challenge, like dementia, may not even know that they have, they're being um, scammed or robbed or anything like that. And older people, some research from America has demonstrated that as we age, our ageing brain becomes less sensitive to deception. And that's complicated also by things like uh, loneliness, because if someone rings you and there is some connection, yeah. if someone is talking to you, then you can be very easily drawn in. So that make crime or romance scams are, are popular. Yeah, so we need to protect ourselves uh, against those uh, as well. Your conference tomorrow, who's going to be there and what kind of information will be forthcoming? It's an international conference. So we have a representative from um, the ageing department in the World Health Organisation who's going to talk about the, the environment, actually, and how we can build environments that safeguard people. We also have uh, Professor Thomas Gorgind from the Police um, uh, Academy in Germany. And we have a number of speakers, including Jill Manthorpe from uh, King's College in London, as well as our own speakers from Safeguarding Ireland, Sage Advocacy. And also we have uh, Judge John O'Connor, who's going to talk about the uh, Assisted Decision Making Capacity Act and what's happening. Okay, now, uh, who'll be there to listen? Because who's welcome, first of all, but who'll be there that you know? Because I always say we're very bad at... um, we try to reinvent the wheel all the time and sometimes there are great ideas that work elsewhere and we should just copy them. Be shameless about it and do it right. Yes, I mean, there, there, we need to look at our neighbours but we need to also decipher what is the best practice and response systems and how they suit to the Irish environment. So sometimes it's like looking at a jigsaw and getting all those pieces in place but we have to make sure that it's attuned to the Irish systems and also that all these sectors are talking together. For example, financial institutions, um, other areas, uh, the judiciary, getting court systems to work properly to respond to safeguarding is really important. So all these sectors are going to be present. And we still have places on Zoom. Unfortunately, our face-to-face places are are used up, but we have places on Zoom if people wish to consult our website and join. And your w- website is Safeguarding Ireland? No, my website, the oh. website is the School of Nursing in Midderfree in Trinity College, Dublin, and you'll find it under events. Under events, very good. Thank you very much uh, for uh, joining us. Amanda Phelan, who's Professor in Ageing and Community Nursing at the Trinity School of Nursing and Midwifery. 
The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.